You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas, and you know what? I'm I'm beaming from ear to ear. My mouth, my cheeks already hurt from smiling so much because this gorgeous human who just popped up on my Zoom screen right now, she is live with us. She is a fashion designer, and y'all, she just broke the world, the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest afro please help me welcome simone imani <laughs> thank you for having me Alicia. Oh, thank you for coming i'm so excited to talk to you you look so beautiful Do, is your hair in a puff right now yeah it's in like a high pineapple puff and i had like a throw yesterday so it's extra big right now <laughs> seriously your um pineapple puff is goals i'm like it's, <laughs> it's, it's so huge are and are you in new york right now yes i'm in brooklyn all right come on brooklyn i'm in i'm in way up 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 in upper manhattan i'm so glad to um talk to you today i've got a bajillion questions i'm like where do i even where do i even okay can i start with have you always been natural no i haven't always been natural so when i was younger i think i was natural for about mm, up until around junior high school so maybe around the age 13 that's when i got my first perm and then had straight hair for about, I guess, 10 years, and then decided to return back to natural. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry. I'm just like, I have chills because I'm thinking about those years of when you had straight hair. Did you have any idea? Like, did you have, was your hair long growing up? Was it big growing up when you had it natural? Um, growing up, I know my mother, she would spend a lot of time like combing my hair. We had like a really big wide tooth comb and I would regret or dread wash days. So it was, I think for her, like it was a lot to deal with. And then I think that's why she was so open to me going for like my first straight hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm wondering like, did, 
and maybe you did. Like, did you have any idea of your curl potential earlier on? No. Not at all. Not at all. Because when I was in, like, high school, junior high with straight hair, like, I was just worried about, like, having bone straight hair. I would have never thought that I was a fat natural, actually. And and then so when you were about 23, you said, like, 10 years later, mm-hmm. have you just been natural ever since? I don't know how old you are and don't worry I won't ask I'm like I have no idea you look you look fantastic you could be 24 right now or you could be 35 like you look like like you're on your grown woman ish so I'm like all of the things and I um okay so Guinness Book of World Records I would not even think okay is that a thing like do you have to be nominated was it your idea did you apply like how did you even think to be like yes I'm going to who holds the record? I'm gonna wipe her out. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I was. I was. I had the same feeling. Like, I didn't know it was a thing. Like, I read the book growing up, and my grandma always had a copy, so I would go through it with my cousin. But I think it started from me being on my natural journey, and people just like their responses to my hair. And I just one day I was like, okay, let's Google this. Like, I just googled largest afro, and it came up, and I saw the previous record holder, and at that time. Um, I wasn't my hair her hair is beautiful and it really inspired me at that time I was like my hair will never be that it's nowhere near that but it's just something that I had in the back of my mind I think I was I'm not sure how far along in my natural journey I was at that time but it's something that stayed with me and I was super doubtful about it Um, the whole process for me took about two years because I just had so much doubt in my mind. Two years? Wait, two years to get over the confidence or two years to grow it? So two years from me applying to Guinness. So I didn't, they reached out, they did not reach out to me. I reached out to them. So it's like an initial application process. What's the record? Why do you want to beat it? Um, and then that took about three months for me to get a response from them. They was like, yes, like this is a big category for us. And then once they responded with that level of excitement, I kind of like shied away from it. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So two years. What? Yeah. Two I would be like. <laughs> two years from that initial application to, um, me actually recording the process to submit to them. Wow. Yeah. All right. So people want to know, like, is it hot? Is it heavy? <laughs> like, how is it in your day-to-day? Like, mm-hmm. I and I have curls. I don't have as many curls as you do, girlfriend. <laughs> but, like, in your day-to-day, is, is it a lot? Like, does it feel like... I don't know if you've ever worn a wig before. I've worn a lot of wigs. Uh, have, is it? Does it feel like? Is it? He- is what does it feel like, Simone? Yeah, I got you. So it's only heavy for me when it's wet. Um, when I have a full afro, it's it's not heavy at all. But when it's down, like it kind of. It's kind of like in the way, and you can't do certain things, and so when it's like that, like I, I know it's there. Like I'm very aware of it, as I'm sure like other people are. So that's why I opt for something like a pineapple like this, so I can like 
move my head without right. any um, restriction or anything like that. Um, when it's not in an afro, I normally have like twists or something or like a more defined fro and it doesn't get in the way or anything like that. But and yeah. that's my next question because, okay, so I started this podcast because I have so many questions. I'm like, I have been going natural for three years and I'm like trying to figure all the things out and I don't know the answer. So I'm like, let me just find my curl crushes and be like, how do I do this? Okay. So I know I have like a bun in right now, but I, I have like a very textured Afro and my, the, one of the problems that I come up with or like one of the things that I'm trying to solve is if I have my hair down for a full day out and down, it dries out so quickly. And the next day it's like a brittle bush. (laughs) So how do you, how do you combat that? And I would imagine that you don't wear your Afro out every day or, or do you like, no. So no, I don't wear my Afro any, every day, but it's funny that you say that because even how I'm, how many years am I? About nine years now, natural, and I'm still figuring things out today. So it's funny that you say that. So when you're, when I have my hair out like a full day, and I know like New York is very humid, no matter the time of the year, or like if it's raining, if I, depending on what I want for my hair, like if I want that very full, luminous fro, like I'll go out in the rain and wait for the humidity to tighten it out because I like that when it's like bigger it's kind of like it moves a lot but the humidity really tightens it up um to combat it I would say just keep it covered keep it moisturized um one of the things I'm really bad at tying my hair down at night I'm really bad at moisturizing like it's a process for me I'm very I'm very much like a low maintenance natural, like I'll fall asleep without the scarf on and forget to moisturize. <laughs> but, oh my um, gosh. I'm working on it. It's a process. Uh, it's not the end of the world, uh, as you can see. <laughs> right. I have like a few products. Um, so I'm a fashion designer and I have a few things that will specifically help with like, I'm trying to introduce like headwear into the line. So for days when like I forget to tie down my hair, like I'm coming up with two things that just make it easier. Like it's not, you just have to go with it. Like if you forget one day, just remember the next. Um, it's not the end of the world. Wow. I'm like so excited. I saw some of your, your pieces. I'm like, get it. <laughs> is that your, is that your full time? Like that's, so now it is, yes. So full-time, I'm just fully focused on everything that comes with the Guinness title and fashion design. Um, my education is in international business, and most of my previous jobs have been finance-related. So I'm sorry. <laughs> you are the definition of a badass. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're into fashion design because... Like you've got so much hair, and I and who better to design things that can what we can do with our curls? Like there are so many hats that I want that I'm like yeah. my hair's not gonna fit in that. Like hats have been out of the question for me like for a long time. I can't do hats. Like I'll do earmuffs in the winter 
or um, maybe a visor maybe yeah, exactly or like hoods like when I look for jackets like I have to make sure the hood is big enough so right. <laughs> and that is something that I've always loved I love the look even when my hair wasn't big it's like a big hood it's yeah. very like oh who's under there you we don't know especially if I have a mask and sunglasses on <laughs> <laughs> okay can you walk me through walk me through your wash day Ooh. how long does it take what's the process mm-hmm. okay wash day <laughs> Let's see, coming straight out of this style, I would probably take it down and like give it a little pre-conditioner um, just to soften things up. And then once I'm in the shower, really focus on detangling. I do the four sections just to make sure that it's manageable. Um, very little, little sulfate-free shampoo. Um, just very little? Very little for me, yes. Just getting the roots um once or twice maybe like the one time naturals um ever listen to like quarter size or dime size like I think I would use a quarter size of shampoo because for me I just feel like it dries me out okay and then I use a ton of conditioner so I use um Aussie has a moist line so I use their three minute miracle deep conditioner and I can't wash my hair without that. So that's what I use to detangle. It has a lot of slip and it just works very well for me. I think you deep condition every time you do wash day. Yeah. And it's called, what is it called? It's Aussie. called Aussie Three Minute Miracle Moist. Oh, Aussie. Aussie, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm like trying to spell it in my mind. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So that, and then I also use their um, normal conditioner. And that just like helps me detangle, it helps me define, and then I twist it back before coming out of the shower. So that full process, depending on like how big the fro is, like right now, I feel like my next wash day in shower would be an hour. And then okay. I come out of the shower. Come on, hour. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> I come out of the shower and I detangle a little bit more. I apply my Curl Enhancing Smoothie. Shea Moisture has a product that I really like. I also use that every time. Um, I use that one too. Yeah, it's really good for me for definition. And then maybe a little bit of castor oil. I started using castor oil recently. I like jojoba oil. Um, Those are the main two that I go to. And then just redoing the twists making sure that they're moisturized defined and then i use um my favorite gel is eco styler oh okay they're olive oil gel and i just combine those three just to get the twists um i do like four twists or eight if i want it a little bit more defined when it's dry and that's my twist out. My hair dries in a twist out. Wait, it's sometimes like, you just do four? Yeah, so just four quick ones if I'm not looking for any style in particular. Um, nice. Yeah. Or like eight is more like, okay, I have more definition. Um, I'm probably going to do like a half up, half down style once it's dry. And then depending on when I wash my hair, so if I wash it at night and I'm done by 10, when I wake up, it may be dry. Or it may not be. 
Um, so I can take like up to 12 hours. To do Wait, that. you do the air, you air dry? Yeah, air dry. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I already know that. I'm like, you're like, yeah. it takes me a full week and a half. <laughs> and it's time for wash day again. Yeah. So I like to air dry or if I'm in a rush, I might use the diffuser on a cool setting if I want like a quick throw situation. But yeah, I try to stay away from heat as much as possible. And when I do, which is not often, um, a lot of heat protectant. A lot of what? Heat protectant. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I'm missing that step in my own process. Oh my goodness, Alicia, get it together. Okay, I have a couple questions about you, what you just said. All right, so you started with a pre-poo. I've never done that. So I, a pre-conditioner, you said? Yes. And on dry hair or wet hair? So I probably spray it down a bit with a spray bottle. Um, so that the conditioner can get in there. Like, I know that's what I'm going to do after this because it's just really like big and definitely tangled. So the pre-conditioner helps me with that. And it can be any conditioner or it needs to be like, it needs to say pre-conditioner, like. It can be for me (laughs) in my experience. So I'll use my three minute miracle. Got it. Okay. That's my favorite like detangling tool. It has a lot of slip. It works for me. Yeah. All right. And I love this. Thank you for saying that because what works for one person might not work for the next. It is you have found your process and you and you even mentioned that you're still learning about your hair. And so I think that is so important that just because something works for anybody who's listening, mm-hmm. any just because something works for one person, like it might be very different for for you. Like mm-hmm. So absolutely. I've recommended the three minute miracles to like a couple of friends and I'm like, how was it? Didn't you love like, it? I hate it. Like for me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, natural hair is very different. You just have to find what works for you. And I feel like I'm very lucky um in that I found my products very early on and I've just stuck with oh. Yes. We'll be right back right after the break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, another question about your process, because I'm like, I might be mixing up the order of things. So, okay, I shampoo, I conditioner, sometimes I deep conditioner in the shower. It sounds like you deep condition every time. And then you mentioned that you have the um, castor oil that you've been using lately. Do you put the oil on first before the curl enhancing smoothie or the eco gel? Or is that the last step? So... I want to say, I like to do it second, but I honestly, when I'm twisting my hair, it 
it happens like I might forget and be like oh oil so it kind of comes so I like to do the curl enhancing and then sometimes the gel then the oil oh or sometimes the oil then the um gel really you just mix it up yeah I'm not very like oh I have to do this this is specifically every single time um I'm very much a laid-back but as long as the products are on there and they're mixing together nicely, that's another problem I had early on, like finding a gel that worked well with um, the Shea Moisture Curl Enhancing Smoothie product. Like I would think that my hair is going to look great and then it dries and it's just flakes everywhere. Oh, so that yeah. was yeah. trial and error for me, but we figured it out. <laughs> I, okay. And so also like, I feel really encouraged that when you said that sometimes you just do four twists, I'm like, man, I'll be like putting 25 twists in my head. <laughs> You're like, I ain't got time for all of that. Um, and then you let it air dry in those twists. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So one other question that I have is when you have your Afro, okay. When I go outside with my afro, first of all, before I go outside, I'm like, all right, I got the shape. I'm looking good. All right, let's do this thing. And then I'm outside for two seconds and the wind is like, I have other plans. <laughs> so do you, does yours keep the shape? How do you, or do you get it to stay how you wanted it to? Like, how do you? That actually happened to me last weekend. So I picked it out nicely. The shape is beautiful in the house. Um, one thing I do use when I want like a lot of volume, a little hairspray helps. Um, oh, so like, oh. yeah, I just flip my head and like my middle section. It's very loose curls. It's very wavy. I think a lot of naturals have this issue, so it's hard for it to stand up in the middle. So I like to spray it a little bit. Um, that helps, but as soon as I'm sorry. I haven't used hairspray since I just thought I literally thought that was a white girl thing. I've not even yeah. thought about using it hold on my spray. own. Mm-hmm. Holding spray can be a friend in moderation. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Thank you, you for saying that. The environment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I used the hairspray when I got outside. The wind just took over. So I think having natural hair requires a lot of patience. So as the wind is blowing my hair, like me knowing I did all this preparation, um, I use this hairspray and it's not, it's not holding up to the wind. At that point, you just have to laugh. It's like, okay, yeah. It's natural hair. You just have to let it do its thing. And uh, the earlier I learned that, the better it was for me. And those are the days, like when your hair, you think your hair is looking crazy and wild yeah yeah days you get the most compliments like wow your hair is amazing and I'm like really because I just I feel nuts shook it out and I think it looks crazy so I'm like I'm over here I'm getting my confidence in this pandemic because I'm like, I I can stay inside all day and then get it to <laughs> and get it to look exactly how I want to look and not have to worry about the elements and everything. But eventually life will go back to where we're outside mm-hmm. more than just like an hour. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, 
I'm tr- I'm looking, Simone. I'm I'm searching. I'm I'm peering under the covers from for the for the confidence to where it's like it's doing what it what it wants. Do you do you have stories of first of all, is that confidence like a is it does it come naturally now when you walk out? Because I know that when we walk out with our hair being as God designed it just out of our head, mm-hmm. it attracts a lot of attention. Yes. And I am it is I'm terrified. Do you feel that at all or is it just liberating? Is it free? And that's my first question. I'll mm-hmm. ask the next one after. So absolutely having natural hair is definitely a boost of confidence. I know when I had straight hair, like I was getting my hair done every two weeks, whether it was getting a perm and then going back for the wash and set and your touch up like I was very concerned with like my side part is it straight my hair has to be tucked behind my ear this way or my ends have to be bumped Uh, it was very much like everything needed to be in place having natural hair I think initially my concerns were like going to work like is this neat like I know like people are expecting like I had one job my full transition so I literally went from straightening my hair through my transition to cutting off the ends to having like textured hair now and like the response was amazing they're like Simone we love this look but in my mind I'm like okay they like it but I have to make sure that it's neat and it can't be too big this is big enough but once I got out of that phase, like there are days that I wake up, I do a shake and I'm out of the house and it looks good to me. And whoever else has an issue with it, that's none of my business. So it's definitely like a high level of confidence that came from me transitioning. Definitely. And it works. Like wow. it, it really works. Do you have any do you have any crazy stories or I'm not crazy stories, but any stories of like any, I don't know, out of the box reactions that you have got, whether it was begin, like when you were beginning to embrace it or even now it's like the biggest Afro in the world. Like do people like, I don't know. Um, dare are they rude? Like what are, obviously there are the, obviously you get compliments, but mm-hmm. do you get any of the other stuff? I get some, I used to get some of the other stuff. Um, I had one lady at one of my previous jobs, like she meant no harm. And I can tell that she meant no harm. But once we finished our conversation, I was just like, wow. So she goes, I was fairly new to the job. And she goes to me, she's like, your hair is just different every day. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then she says, it reminds me of somebody. Don't you don't you know that cartoon character from The Simpsons? And I was like, no. And I'm thinking she's talking about Marge. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, Marge. She goes, no. She goes, oh, I got it. She goes, Sideshow Bob. And then I'm, I didn't know the character by name. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, have a good night. And then I go on my phone. and I'm- Can you look it up? <laughs> Who is this? Who is Sideshow side Barge? Sideshow side Bob. So basically, I guess his hair is like in a pineapple style. And it's just very textured. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just like, 
I don't think she meant it in a bad way, but there's okay. no like. Uh-uh. No, lady, I just looked it up right now. I'll be like, excuse me. I'm going to need you to come back over here. We need to have a talk. Yeah, but yeah, that was a funny story I shared with my friends. Like, guess who this lady can bring my hair to today? But um, just things like that or then just people just staring and just like kind of like frowning in their face. And it's just like. No. You're like, that's your problem. It's yeah. not mine. I love that. What was that? I said, it's not my business. <laughs> like how anyone else feels about my hair. It's really beautiful to listen to you, Simone, and to watch you because I can look at you and tell that you are, you really do stand in your confidence. First of all, I mean, it's effing gorgeous. So that's number one. But the way you, this is general, like the way a person feels about themselves it really does come through you could be the most beautiful girl girl in the world and if you are ugly on the inside it comes out and and you could be kind of like not symmetrical and not cute but if you feel like you're beautiful then everybody else is kind of like oh yeah Yeah. oh but like what a perfect combination when you are gorgeous (laughs) on the inside and the outside it really is just like do your thing do your freaking thing <laughs> and it gives other people permission, whether like you mean to do that or not, but it mm-hmm. gives other people permission to also be their most liberated, free selves as well. Yeah. I feel like the best story since the record was released, like I have people from all over the world, like, I just went natural, you inspire me. Like that really touches me. Like people in Cuba or Brazil, and I'm just like, wow, this is like I don't know, the whole process has been exciting for me and like I've been, I've made sure to like feel my emotions, like take time out to think about how I feel and what this means for myself and my family. But like messages like that, they make me really emotional because when I first transitioned, like I had no idea I would have the largest afro. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And you mentioned like Cuba and all these places. Like, may I ask what your, I know that you live in Brooklyn, but like, Mm -hmm. where are you from? What is your racial makeup? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my mom, um, she's from Trinidad. She came to this country when she was 16 and she met my father in Brooklyn. So I'm Trinidadian American. Right on. I love that. We're going to cut for a short ad break. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can we talk about your diet? Yeah, sure. Not what? Uh, are are you are you vegan? Yes. So I've been vegan for three and a half years. Um, it's something that was not planned. It happened instantaneously i was hearing a lot of buzz about the documentary what the health um at one of my previous jobs and i said okay let me check out what everyone's talking about and i was watching the documentary it was pretty typical things that 
uh, most people already know. Um, but I was actually on my phone, not even really paying attention to it. And I looked up and there was just a scene in a slaughterhouse that mm. just, it turned me like that moment. I don't even think I watched the rest of the documentary. I was just like, I cannot do it. And this is me like, I think the week before uh, my mom made me food, like my favorite foods were like oxtail, curry goat, like very much meat heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. From that moment, the next morning I went to work, I'm like Googling vegan places to eat. Like I was just like, I cannot do, I cannot do what I've been doing. So, yeah. Wow. That's hard because when you grow up eating meat, because yeah. I absolutely watched the same documentary as you and had a similar, not the same, reaction. It was like, oh, this is a lot. Yeah. I'm going to be vegan. Uh, I'm going to be vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, well, we can have the sea animals in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like it definitely, yeah, has an effect how were you able to like make that switch though? Because when you like the taste of meat, it's just, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's like, yeah. it's it's not. definitely when you come from like a cultural background, like mine, like it's customary that we eat a lot of meat, but I would say for me at the beginning, it wasn't, um, it had nothing to do with like, the animals or the types of meat the scene that I looked up on me I don't know I'm a person who I don't like to see blood and I don't Mm -hmm. like to see things like pus and the scene I looked up on there was a huge amount of pus and the pus (sighs) is what made me vegan now today I care about animals when I'm thinking about like fashion and making new purchases I'm being very um intentional about opting for vegan leather, um, things like that. But at the start of it, it was just that pus scene. Was, like I'm gagging even just exactly, thinking about that's it. That's the feeling that I had. And that's what did it for me at the end of the day. Um, and then just like learning, I was able to learn about like, I started cooking more once I became vegan because that first day that I went out to look for lunch, I spent like $25. And normally I would get like an $8 special for lunch. So I'm like, okay, right. I need to learn how to do this um, right. in a more economic way. So it's just like the more you go into it, like the more you learn and the more comfortable you are with it. Um, there are meat substitutes. I wasn't interested in meat substitutes when I first became vegan, like just doing like the veggies, the beans, the rice. Um, but then I was able to like explore like working with tofu or like the vegan bacon or the different veggie patties and things like that. Okay. And all right. So what I'm wondering is, and you can absolutely speak on this. Mm -hmm. Did you see one way or the other? Did you see a difference in your hair health when you switched your diet or was it the same? So I got this question recently and I never really thought about it, but thinking back to when I did have my permed hair, my hair would always be about bra strap length. About what? bra strap length the bra, oh, okay. your bra strap now like my hair is like lace length and it's almost like it's raising um what is it the tailbone length I don't know the different lengths like wow. you would think that I would know like the length of the hair like the hair textures like I'm just like you're like I'm figuring it out like I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, I do see um more growth or more growth with tension um now that I'm vegan. My hair breaks a lot less. Um Wow. And this is just in the last couple of years. Wow. It definitely contributes. Um that vegan diet, vitamins, water intake. Um, and I also wanna mention like low manipulation. Like a lot of people they have to have like another a different style. Like I don't I rarely style my hair. Like I'm like a lazy natural. So I feel like that has worked for me though. Because I'll rock a pineapple for like a week. If I'm not going anywhere and I twist my hair after washing it, it dries. Like I'll leave those twists in for a week. Like I don't, I don't play oh. around a lot in my hair. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm tender headed or I have a sensitive scalp. So like all these factors have helped me <laughs> get where I am today. Okay, so you just like you're answering so many questions that I've already written down that you're just like boom 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 because I've been playing I'm like all right you know what I'm gonna try different updos for January and I've been like I've been doing all these I'm like I just learned how to do this updo I'm like so excited about it but I'm like shoot man it's cute and I want to be there but I just know like I don't like the feeling of like yeah tension on my scalp like sometimes when pineapple is too tight I get a headache and I have really? to figure it out. So, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of sensitivity. And I feel like me just leaving my hair alone sometimes is super beneficial. Okay. Um, I I was asked this in an interview the other day. And I, I did not know what to say. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you. And I want to see what you would say. Okay. <laughs> I feel like with like black women textured hair or maybe just anybody possibly Mm -hmm. no matter the color or the texture maybe but I feel like there's a lot of emotion tied with our hair like people going in to do big chops or even like other people handling our hair I feel like there's a lot of things tied to that and it feels so personal it feels why do you think that is I feel like um, there are a lot of cultures who look at hair as like they use their hair to honor their ancestors. And I feel like that's something that very much can come into play. I remember. (laughs) That's so deep. I remember um, when I did have my perm, um, just like an aunt in my family telling me like, when you go for this job interview, make sure your hair is straightened make sure it's down make sure it's behind your ear so you have a good view of your face so certain things like that um that's I do feel like a person personally like I am tied to my hair when I did do my transition I knew that transition was the way that I wanted to go I knew that I wasn't going to big chop because I did have attachment to my hair like I made it known to like my friends and the people around me like I'm not cutting off my ends until I can make a full ponytail because for most of my life I had what did I say bra strap length hair and I knew that going through that length change along with the texture change that would have been too much for me and I think that it's just a part of knowing who you are as a person 
and what works for you. But for Black women, there's definitely attachment to our hair. Um, and yes. I think it has a lot to do with like our culture. Oh my goodness. When you drop that bomb, it's like honoring our ancestors. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do my hair every day. <laughs> um, I, I'm about to wrap up. I'm so happy to talk to you. I, I feel so inspired. I'm like, I know that like this is for my podcast, whatever, but I'm just like, girl, I... I know that there's already changes that I want to make. I'm like, oh my goodness, let me try this. Okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, maybe I'll eat less meat tonight. Like, <laughs> um, But before I go, I would like to ask you, is there anything that you would like to say that I didn't ask you? And or is there any advice that you would give to somebody who's either trying to get their confidence up mm-hmm. to rack to rock their natural hair or anyone who's newly natural? Yeah, for sure. I would say anyone who is about to embark on the natural hair journey or has recently started it. um, It's a long journey. It requires patience. Don't have a standard for what your hair needs to be or what it needs to look look like um, when you just start out. Let your hair do its thing. Learn about your hair. Try new things. Um, And then just let your hair be. Your hair is, it grows directly from your scalp. Um, It's beautiful. Just have, take time with it as you would anything else. Like it's like a baby. Like just see what it likes. Um, And then, yeah, be patient and best of luck all of you and you never know where you could end up you're struggling with your twist out one day and the next day you're you have the largest afro in the world so trust the process (laughs) y'all simone imani thank you so much for joining us and also i say us it's really just me right now in this closet (laughs) also i'm like let me go and find my my nearest pink lip because your lip is like i'm like oh my goodness can i please be you when i grow up you are so beautiful thank you for this i normally do like a nude lip when i do like any on screen but i'm like i have a leopard and what better to pair with leopard than a leopard so I did this for you, Felicia. Oh my gosh. And because we don't have masks on because we're in our own homes. Right. So let's, let's, yes. Thank you, girlfriend. Thank you. Um, thank you for joining me. I'll see ya. Oh, thank you so much. There's no way I could close out Black History Month without airing this episode with Simone Imani. She is the freaking bomb.com. Please follow her on Instagram at Simone Rel Best. That's S-I-M-O-N-E-R-E-L-L-B-E-S-S. Y'all, world record. Guinness Book of World Record for the largest Afro. I was so inspired while making this episode. I'm like... Even if I never share this, this one might just be for me. But I'm so glad that I could share it with all of you guys. I still can't get over hairspray. Hairspray. Oh, my gosh. Um, You guys, show her some love. I'm just, I'll probably be listening to this one on repeat for a while. Shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Full version is available with me singing it somewhere like iTunes or something. Uh... 
Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode. Colin, you the bomb. You the, you the best. And shout out to all you guys for listening. Thank you for like listening and sharing and talking about this podcast. It means so much to me. And when you guys reach out and have questions or comments, I it really does touch and warm my whole heart. And I try to get back to everybody. So feel free to slide into them DMs at Salisha Thomas, honey. Oh, no, it's just at Salisha Thomas. And then I was saying honey to you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, love you so much. If you haven't already, rate, review, um, follow us on Patreon. And uh, happy Black History Month, y'all. Thanks for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. <laughs>